Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This is going to be for the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game. This one is developed by Eidos Montreal, um, of course published by One Square Enix. I'm your host Matthew and we're going to... M m most of what I'm going to do here is spoiler free and then I'm going to talk about the very strange ending in the spoiler section. But that's the only thing I'm going to be discussing in the spoiler section. But anyway, uh, let's start off with the spoiler free section. So those of you that haven't played the game and don't want to be spoiled on the story, uh, you can stick around for this part. Um, so this game came out back in 26th of October 2021, so last year. And I played a few hours of it initially and I really didn't grapple with the combat very well. Um, not out of difficulty, I just wasn't impressed by the combat. And a few months went past, you know, I played other games, did other things. And I kept hearing over and over and over again from so many people, don't skip this game, the story is really good, the narrative is really good. Um, like, just, just, you know, don't, don't sleep on this one kind of thing. And I thought, okay, the one thing, the, the, the two companies I've been asking for more games to get released from is Disney, so that you can get more Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel games, and Warner Brothers, so that we can get more DC games and just general Warner Brothers games, you know, of those, from those IP. And I kind of thought, okay, the game didn't click with me in the, you know, in my first attempt. And I thought, okay, I'll give it another chance. It's, it's had a lot of good word of mouth, like a lot of good word of mouth. And I thought, okay, maybe it just it didn't click with me if I give it another chance um, when I have like you know the time to go and check it out, which was recently, which was now. Obviously, I've um, played the game, kind of. Well, I've played the game. Just I've kind of finished it, kind of. But I'll get to that in the spoiler section. Um, just for references to how much I've played of this game, I got up to chapter, I think it was 7 or 8, must must be right near the end of chapter 7, out of 16, so about halfway through the game. But I will explain what happened in the spoiler section, because it's a spoilery kind of thing that happens. One of my main complaints, like I said, about the game, and it wasn't like this combat is really bad, I just sort of thought, okay, this is a bit clunky, and it just, it wasn't clicking for me. Now, the thing I did like, and I continued to like in both my first attempt and this attempt at playing the game, is the kind of, the banter and the dialogue and the writing between these characters, it's brilliant, because um, you've got a very good, like, balance of personalities and balance of characters, especially Drax, obviously, as well. And you've got the I am Groot exchanges, and Rocket sort of translates those, and you've got Star-Lords, you know, trying to be this leader and everything. You've got Gamora there, <clears throat> and all these other kind of characters. That that That's probably the game's biggest strength, actually, because it did get a few chuckles out of me. Um, so I went back, played it again. Um, I clicked a bit more with the combat. The combat isn't that great though. It's not terrible. I've seen worse in games. One of my main issues with the combat is there is a lot of effort put into the ideas in the combat because you can do things like obviously shooting Peter's um, pistols. Uh, you can do like a when when your guns overheat, you can do one sort of like burst shot. You get to unlock like a frost thing and an electricity kind of thing. You can command your teammates to do certain attacks. You can upgrade those attacks. You can unlock more of them. 
Um, and there's lots of cool stuff that you can do with that. You can do like ultimate moves and this kind of stuff. Um, you can uh, do the, me- the melee com- combat is kind of basic, but but kind of works for what it does. Where my issue falls down with the combat is okay. There's eventually as you lo- unlock more things, there is a lot of like options, and it's it's not overwhelming, but it's kind of it's a bit more convoluted than what it needs to be. My main problem with the combat, though, is an animation. You know, I, I talked before in my uh, "How Video Games Can Evolve" podcast about animations in games, how characters react to things happening, their body movements. That kind of stuff. There is a lot of animation that goes on in this game, in terms of the combat. Like when you when you say to Drax, like you, you click on an enemy and you command Drax to go and attack the enemy. There's animations there. They're very very clunky though. They're very 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 clunky. The animations. Um, there's like this specific animation where um, sometimes it happens if you kill your last enemy in the area. And what it will do, if you've commanded one of your teammates, one of the Guardian's team, to do the final attack, it will zoom, the camera will zoom in on that on that particular moment and do it in slow motion. But again, the, the animation's not clean at all. It, it's really not very clean. And this game's also got problems with, like, kind of with particle effects. And what I mean by that is that there's certain parts where you can you can free certain enemies, right, with, with your gun. You can unlock that eventually. And you can do something to where you freeze an enemy in, on the spot. And if you do the right thing in combat, <clears throat> you can go over to the enemy that's frozen... And it will say, I think it's, I think it's triangle and circle. You press them at the same time to do like a finishing move. It's a cool idea, but like the particles of the ice is not clean. And then Peter does this sort of like fly kick that looks a bit odd. And it just what what sort of happens is like an animation and particle kind of mess just happens. It, it just like like stuff just goes everywhere. And like, it, it the, the animations there is just is just, just very very messy. And then all of a sudden, after the slow down, you know, the slow mo animation for your finishing move happens, it's just it, the the game just kind of carries on. It is very strange the way it's done. It's, it's very very messy though. I would say the animation. So there, there's kind of like half a point to give with that because I really like some of the ideas in this. Is one of them games. I think where you had your first attempt, you had some really, really good ideas, some decent execution with certain things, some bad execution with certain things. But if you got a sequel, you could certainly like clean a lot of that stuff up and make make a, a better sequel. Um, my thoughts on some of the other gameplay stuff. Um, the parts of the gameplay I actually enjoyed the most was the puzzles. Um, there's certain parts within certain levels where you get given an electricity sort of attachment to your gun and uh, because Peter's got his visor and he can see like electrical stuff through walls and all that sort of thing um, you go and you unlock certain doors at certain points the thing I actually quite like about what you can do here 
Um, so, for, so, for example, there is... With Drax, you can get him to break things. With Gamora, you can get her to, like, cut wires and cut ropes and cut, like... There's certain parts where you've got, like, wires that are near you or you've got, like, forest sort of areas and you can, like, tell her to cut through those areas with her sword. And I really, like... I thought that was quite intuitive and I I thought there were some good ideas there, some good kind of interaction. And there's obviously, like, you know, bits of dialogue exchange. That's quite fun. Again, the di- the dialogue is the best, the biggest strength here with it within the game because it's, cause Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, they've got very good banter and dialogue between them. Uh, that carries on here as well. Um, so that's pretty good. And then you can get um, there's certain areas that have got like scratches on the walls, and you can click on that and get Gamora to like jump up to it and like plant her sword on the wall. What you can then do is you do a double jump because you can tell her whereabouts on the wall to jump in terms of where the ledges and where you need to line it all up. And then you can do a double jump up towards her. You sort of grab her hand, then you pull your you jump up. You do a little boost with Peter's um, gravity boots, and you climb on the ledge. That was pretty good. Animation is great there. It's all nice and fluid. Um, and it's a great idea. And each character's got their own sort of... You'd look at a part of a puzzle and you'd think, oh, that's like Rocket's part. Or that's Groot. You know, Groot's got to do that part. Uh, so for Groot, there's um, different... Uh, first of all, there's like certain bridges where he can like grab onto something on the other side. So he'll stretch himself across and you walk him across him like a human bridge. Well, not a human bridge, but a tree sort of bridge. That's a really good idea. Again, animation's very... F- I'm not sure what happened with the animations in this game. Because with some of the simpler stuff, like Gamora jumping up the wall, and then you like grabbing her hand and pulling yourself up the wall and that kind of stuff, the animation's great with that. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. The animation's where Groot is uh, stretching himself out, and um, you make a bridge with that. That all looks really great. Um, that all looks like it looks... Like it's done properly and everything. Um, there's animations where, um, like I said, Drax is pulling things out, or he can like pick things up. So like, if you've got a big box in the area, um, he can like pick it up and put it near a ledge, and then you can, you know, jump up that and then use that to climb up somewhere else. That's really well done. Um, and then there's certain parts, you know, like with Gamora cutting things. There's, there's a part where um, a piece of a ledge is stuck. And you, it's literally like a two person, a two movement thing. You have to get Drax to um, pick up a box, move it somewhere, so that Gamora can jump up onto the box, then jump up further, cut a piece of a wire, so a piece of a lead, a piece of like a ship which acts as a ledge comes down. That stuff's great. That stuff's really, really good. Um, so with like the, with the sort of traversal and with the puzzles, I thought that was actually in terms of the gameplay stuff. That was the best that was uh, that was on offer here, certainly. Um, and then with Rocket, of course, you've got like smaller spaces because he's a small raccoon. So he goes into like you know vents and things like that. And he does whatever he needs to do, and you know uh, you you can progress with the levels from there. Um, what else can you do? Obviously, Peter's got his gravity boots. Obviously, you're controlling only Peter throughout this whole game. You just basically you can click on certain things and tell your team to do certain stuff like hey Drax can you pick up this box and that kind of stuff so with Peter's traversal it's with the gravity boots and you can reach certain ledges by doing that that's 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 all right it's pretty good um but yeah just the differences in quality between the animation with the general traversal and puzzle solving to the combat is quite far apart I would say 
Um, I guess the game just couldn't handle its own chaotic... Because the combat can get pretty chaotic at times. Obviously, you've got the five guardians. They're all shooting stuff and blowing things up and whatever else. And you've got the enemies that are shooting off bombs and lasers and you know all, all that kind of stuff. So I guess, I guess that's where the animation and stuff kind of went wrong. Um, it's not really a frame rate specific issue. It's more just sort of the way that things move and the way that things like clip through other objects it looks very very messy at times as well so um but i'm going to give this a possible skip um i think that i mean if you're not really if you're not interested in if you don't like the characters of guardians of the galaxy like if you find them annoying or you don't like a few of them you're probably not going to get out much out of this game if you are like a big well, if you're a big guardians fan you've probably already played it um but if you want something kind of just fun to play, because you, you can have fun with the combat, it's just a bit messy. Um, but the fun part that you'll get is the banter and stuff between the actual Guardians themselves. So I guess if you want something, you know, we're in a bit of a crazy time in the world right now. If you want something to just sort of sw switch your brain off and kind of just have some fun with the Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess you could play it if you want to do that. Um... Yeah, it's, uh, again, you know, if you come up with a second game, I, I don't know how well this game did with sales and stuff, I think it did okay. Um, but, um, I would play another one. I would, I, I, I would give this team, Ardeos, another try. Because um, I think if they can look at certain things that didn't work, they, they, they there was a lot of feedback out there about the combat and stuff. Um, it's not terrible, it just needs to be fine-tuned and be a bit more have a bit more oomph to it. Um, one big piece of credit I do need to give to this game, and this is something of a very personal taste to mine. I was playing this on PlayStation 5, so I've got the DualSense controller. This game isn't full of haptic feedback, and I wouldn't expect it to be because it's a third-party game. There's a pretty decent amount of haptic feedback in this game. There's no um, adaptive trigger stuff, which again, I, did, I, 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 I don't expect that by default for a third-party game, because it's not been developed just for PlayStation, it's been developed obviously for PC and, uh, what did this come out on again? Um, yeah, PlayStation, Switch, apparently as well, Xbox, um, actually doesn't say PC here, which is weird, I thought this game was out on PC, but yeah, just, just by default for myself, when I go into a third party game, I'm not expecting any haptic feedback, so if you do put that into your game, in any sort of decent sense, that is a, that is a, that is a plus point for me, um, now some of you are going to be wondering like okay you haven't criticised this game massively you said that you like certain stuff what's your big like because I haven't given this a don't skip because um, don't skip is kind of the minimum sort of well don't skip the game you should play it possible skip is like eh I didn't really kind of click with it enough you might get more out of it um, but I didn't and it's, a skip rating is like no don't bother but you can still play it if you want to um my, my my biggest problem is what happens with the narrative um, with this game. Because b before I hit the narrative point that really kind of derailed the game for me, I was like playing it and I thought, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go through all these chapters and keep going with the story. It was still good. Combat was iffy but relatively enjoyable. The banter between the characters was what was carrying the whole game. Um, you get given little dialogue options, which is quite cool at certain points. Um, but, yeah, the narrative is what kind of, 
again, not not the story. Just there's a narrative choice in this game that. Well, I, I'll have to speak about it in the in the spoiler section. Um, I'm not quite sure why they did what they did with the narrative choice in this game. I I I don't really understand what the idea was. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing that's kind of pulling this gap, pulling this back. Because if that narrative choice hadn't have happened, I probably would have still have been playing this game. And I was kind of on track, and I was thinking, okay, I'm probably going to give this like an eight with a don't skip kind of thing. I, I was ge- gen having a general just good time with it, you know, nothing mind blowing, nothing terrible, but just a good, enjoyable time with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then they did a narrative choice, and my experience just got kind of derailed with the game. Uh, anyway, I should probably get into what that is. We're going to take a quick little break. I will be that's it. That's it for my spoiler-free thoughts. Um, so. Half decent gameplay, a decent amount of haptic feedback, and even if it's only decent, um, that's still a good point in my book. Very good banter between the characters and dialogue and conversations. All of that I really, really enjoyed. Um, In fact, there were certain points in the game where I would be going through doors, how you would do normally in a game. The characters would be having conversations about something. I'd be like really, really into it. And then sometimes, unfortunately, what happens with the game if you walk to a certain part of a game that triggers the next cutscene, it cuts off the dialogue because you've then entered a room that triggers a cutscene that has different dialogue. And sometimes that did happen annoyingly, and I was like, oh, I won't hear the end of that conversation. And I was kind of, like, enjoying that stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was, I guess, was that my fault? I, I don't know, but anyway, um, that was another kind of point to add. So, a decent experience overall, I would say. A decent experience that could really be a lot better if they get a second chance to uh, to do something here. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a break here. That's it for my spoiler-free stuff. Uh, I guess in terms of actual rating, I'd give this a 6-ish. Um, and a possible skip rating. But anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll come back in a minute. And uh, I only really have the one thing to talk about in the spoiler section. And then we'll wrap things up. So, uh, see you in a second. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. 
You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so I'm going to be discussing, this is a very specific type of spoiler, Uh, I'm going to be discussing the spoiler events of the, uh, probably the end of chapter 7 that happened. So if you've not played the game up to that point, um, of course if you've beaten the game then you've actually technically gone past where I am. Um, So yeah, but those of you that have played the game and, you know, don't mind staying here for the spoiler section, you'll know what I'm talking about if you don't and you don't want to hear what I'm about to talk about with the narrative choice because it's an interesting surprise to say the least uh, you're going to want to switch the podcast off now so do that in whatever way shape or form you need to do so you can listen to a different piece of our content you can listen to some music you could listen to some ASMR which I'd recommend um, or you can do whatever you need to do to switch the podcast off so um, you get to Again, I'm pretty sure it was chapter se- chapter 7 or 8 or something like that. And you meet this, like, monarch person and he's talking to you and you're tasked with distracting him while Rocket messes about with a cube. That scene actually goes on for quite a while. <laughs> but um, Rocket manages to do what he's going to do and then uh, Peter tries to talk his way out of a situation because of course he does. And then um, uh, the, they all sort of like want to fight each other and Peter calms the situation down. And then you cut to um, the attack in, in, the, in the garden with Peter and his mum. You are now an older version of Peter. He jumps out the window. I was prepared to run down the stairs and then open the front door like you would normally do. But I guess this is a life or death situation. So he jumps out the window. You shoot all the enemies and stuff, whatever. Then this is where the game really took... Because I didn't mind that. I was like, okay, I don't know what you're doing with this flashback thing. And you're doing this stuff. Fine. Yeah. Keep going. Keep telling your story. And then... This was the part where I was ultimately proper confused. Because clearly, like, you know, you've got the, the trauma and stuff. He watched his mum get shot and she died and everything. And it was so sad. And it's a fundamental part of Peter's character. And then... She's talking to you like it's all, like, normal and everything. And then she goes to hug you. And then you're having a really nice, nice moment. And Peter starts saying... Um, you're squeezing a bit too tight. And then I got like a bit of haptic feedback, a bit of f- feedback on the controller. So like, oh, that's weird. Um, and then I let the hug happen completely because why would I not? And then the credits came up, and I was like, "Huh?" Because it came up with like Idios Montreal team or whatever. And I thought, "Okay, we're in chapter seven, and there's supposed to be sixteen 
or 15 or whatever. So, like, this isn't the end. And then it comes up with, like, accept your, um, choice or, like, change your choice or whatever. Um... Yeah, oh no, before that, there's, is it before that, is after that, there's like this black goo stuff in a, from a kitchen scene and all this type of stuff, which is very weird. So obviously, if you click accept choice, it just takes you back to the main menu and says continue. So it's like, okay, that's obviously not the end of the game. So I'll click continue and see where it throws me into, I'll choose the other option. And then the game wants you to pull away from the mum and shoot her. A bunch of times, and then because I, I I did actually do part of a, a a part of my playthrough where I actually did do that just to see what was on the other side, and you wake up at the birthday party where what's her name is calling you, dad. <sighs> this is like something that Kojima does, like like m- making you think that something's happening. Like Kojima goes much further with an idea like this, um, where you have to change your like controller port thing to beat Psychomantis. This isn't quite that level of Kojima, but why couldn't you just tell a normal story? But like, and what? Why? Maybe it's explained slightly because I almost, I almost feel like I'm having a reverse Last of Us Two moment. Where what happened in Last of Us 2 happened, people were very pissed off about it. Some people understood it, like I did, and saw the game as a masterpiece. Some people didn't understand it, and they got very angry about it, and said it was the worst game they've ever played for some reason. Um, Even though it's clearly not the worst game ever made. (laughs) Uh, I almost feel like I'm sort of on the other side, where I'm not understanding the narrative purpose here. And... Because I thought to myself, okay, I can, can I like ignore that and just keep playing? And then I kept going on for a little bit, and it was like, you've really just taken the wind out of my sails. Like, what? Why? Yeah, I mean, I know it's not his mum. Obviously, we know that it was like a mind trick thing or whatever's going on. But how does Peter shooting his own mum? In a dream sequence sort of thing. Help Peter get past. His troubles. I do not understand that whatsoever. If somebody does. Understand it and wants to be like. Hey Matt it meant this or. This happens later on. Because um, I don't trust the narrative of this game now. And. I was already. I was already kind of, It was one of the things where I was already kind of like. I'm enjoying this. This isn't like. I'm, I'm, in, I'm just having a general good time enjoying this game. And, uh, um, and then that kind of happened and I was like, what? I was like genuinely really sort of, okay, did, w- why? Why did you need to do that? Um, and why, why do you have it so that like you accept the hug from the mum who isn't the mum? So what Peter dies or something and the game ends <laughs> and then if you change your thing and you've got a weird scene in the kitchen with Peter's mum 
and then there's black goo all over the screen. It's just a bit of a a bit of a strange mess. Because I'm kind of wondering, like, one of the things that was praised about this game was the the story. But the thing that I praised throughout all of this is saying how good the dialogue and the, the fun between the characters is. But this narrative isn't that great. Maybe it gets better, like, after this point. Maybe there's a point after this where it's, like, things change and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and who knows, maybe I won't do, like, a second review. I'll keep this as my review. Um, just like with Dying Light, I'll I'll keep this as my review. So even if I do decide to continue playing and carry on with the game and all that kind of stuff, this is still a big sort of, like, whoa, what what are you doing kind of point. I just don't understand what, why do you want the player to control Peter Quill and shoot his mum? Even though we know and he knows that it's not his mum, why is that a thing that you're tasking the players to do? I just, yeah, not 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 understanding. Again, the kind of narrative thing behind that—that's a very strange choice. Um, again, it feels like I don't know that they did they, they sort of. One of their, it just made me think of Kojima, but like nowhere near as good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I see. I'm at a point where like, okay, do I keep playing this game? Do I do the other choice? Because the thing I don't understand either is like, okay, if you choose the accept choice and you go through the credits and it sends you back to the main menu. Because I looked up like, okay, what does that actually mean? And what I looked up said that it was like a game over. Why don't you just restart from the checkpoint instead of roll it? Why are you rolling the credits? The game isn't finished. But yeah, I just kind of was thinking, okay, if 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 it's sort of a treated as a game over, like technically a game over in the game would be like if Peter dies during combat or something, then you start from a checkpoint. Why are you coming up with the credits? And if if your intention is like, okay, we're going to show the player the credits as if the game is finished, but we're going to give you this dialogue option or this choice option, and they click accept the choice or whatever, and you're thrown back to the main menu, what do you intend the player to do after that? To go back in? Um... But the, the, see, the part where it's also kind of a bit weird is like if you choose um, to go back, you have to uh, go through all that kitchen dialogue again <laughs> um, instead of just going straight to the Peter and his mum interaction. Um, I just, I just didn't, I just don't understand the. Cho- Why couldn't you just? You were keeping it kind of nice and simple throughout all of that. And why in the middle of like in the middle of the game why are you why are you doing a narrative choice like that? I also don't know why that's happening in the story either because um you were in the middle of like an almost combat scene where that woman's saying like, "Hey, I'm supposed to do this and whatever, and Peter's trying to like talk her down, and everybody threatens to like get into combat and stuff. And then they don't, and then you end up in that. That's a kind of a strange transition. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Um, 
I may just continue with it anyway. It's a bit, even if I do and I finish the rest of the game, I'm not going to do like another podcast. Maybe I'll talk about it like in our game impressions section of the gaming talk podcast. Um, but my thoughts anyway on everything else um, aren't really going to change. So like the, the banter between the characters, which is great, and the combat. Obviously, I'm going to get more options if I continue to play it. Um, but I don't know that that will improve things. And everything, like I said, with the clunkiness of the animation and at times how clunky the combat itself can be, that stuff's not going to really be able to change with that. So, as I said, even if I do or don't decide to continue with this game, um, although I kind of like having, even though it's not his mum, Peter and his mum hugging and then the credits come up. That's kind of nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you got that going on. Um, but, again, even if I do or don't continue with this game, I will still give a second game a chance if it comes out. So, we'll see about that. Anyway, for those of you that have played it, um, hopefully you have, because I've just spoiled that part of it. Um, what did you think of that narrative choice? Did you stop there, like I'm debating on doing? Did you continue with the game? Or did you maybe just drop it before that came up? Or um, do, do do some of my questions about why those things are even happening sort of get answered? Or is it just what it is like, you know, um, tell me your, your thoughts, feelings and questions and comments about all of that. But what do you think of everything else that I mentioned? What do you think of like the, the um, traversal in the game and the banter between the characters and um, all of the uh, puzzle options and stuff? Because you get the electricity sort of puzzles and stuff. What do you think of all that? I quite liked all that stuff. Again, are some of the better parts of the game. Uh, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments anyway. Um, by sending those in to matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes, so check out all of that. Um, you can also uh, use the big email box on the website version of the episode, use that to write in, let me know your thoughts, and a clickable email name in your show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcasts, take a look at all of those. You can also find us on your favourite podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. Uh, you can also support us by either listening to more stuff that we've done or by uh, sharing the episodes around so either tell people that you know or use social media, all that type of stuff. Um, if you want your... Um, so that's how you can support Entertainment Talk, Patreon, $1 or $3 level tiers, ad-free podcasts with your options. Uh, if you want to check out some TV and some film news, and there's a lot of air dates going around right now, renewals, cancellations, pickups, all that kind of thing. Uh, you can head over to geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio, Radio that's run by David. Geektown Radio episodes are out on Tuesdays. Look out for those. You can also find Bex with all her fun streams and everything else at the moment uh, by searching for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch. You can also find her on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me as well on Twitch by looking for eTalkUK uh, on, on Twitch for my gaming streams. And if you've missed any of those streams, the FIFA career modes or the game clips, you can find all those archived on YouTube entertainment talk plays thanks very much for listening and uh, we do have a gaming talk podcast coming up on sunday so if i do or don't decide to continue with this game i'll probably mention it there because you've got the weekend as well of course so thanks everybody for listening and i'll catch you next time goodbye